My girl wants to party all the time, party all the time, party all the time. Hey, my girl. Oh, that's a, an Al Yankovic polka, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. My he did girl a... wants to party all the time, party that's all the time, awesome. party all the time. Because I, hey! I wouldn't say that party song. Party all the time. She parties huge. all the time. <laughs> say you, say me. Say it together. That's the way it should be. He's a big fan. I love him. He's a big fan. I love him. Um, that the Eddie Murphy party all the time. I mean, it might have been hit at the time. I think we were too young for when it was like on the radio. Right? You know, I have. I have uh, my. I think my older brother's a little older than your older brother. Yeah, right? just by a smidge. A smidge. Mm-hmm. I, I de- that song was definitely playing in the car and around. Not like okay. a, not like on the. He didn't get a cassette or anything. Yeah, Let's it's just on the radio. Crazy. On the radio. Maybe. But that radio station that my brother was forcing my mom to play. Had certainly had my Mr. girl wants to Eddie Edward, Murphy, Edward T. Murphy, Edward T. Theodore. What, what, I wonder what his middle name because he's he's the kind of person who'd be great. I feel like his name sounded all the way out. Yeah, with him with like the middle Edward initial. Murphy. Yeah. yeah, Edward James Murphy. I mean, it would make him sound like he was oh, yeah. you know a literary genius. It would have changed his career, I think. Yeah. You know, yeah. not from the comedic genius he is. Yeah. Um, Hi, everyone. Hello. <laughs> Yay. It's Christmas it's season. It sure is. We are nearing. Doesn't Ronnie have a beautiful voice? She does. <laughs> no. I'm so sweet. glad that the world got a little sneak. She, let, she let us have that. She, she let it. the world. She, very, right. very rarely will, yeah, I know. will Ronnie you know, let the it's world true. see how beautiful her voice is. But I know. there it was. Last week, she was standing up at the microphone, leaving for school, and she was pretending to be Cher. So, it was great. I wasn't mm-hmm. pretending. I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> I wasn't pretending. I am. I am Cher. I am Cher. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that's right, folks. For those of you who who didn't hadn't figured it out already by yeah. this point in the in the month, we uh, we have to bank a lot of episodes bank. during the holidays. Bank, baby. So we record them all the same way. We have a week where we're just episode just after episode after episode them. after episode. Thankfully, I figured out in my head after our last one which order we're in, so I can at least refer to. Things in the past, present, and future, like like the Christmas Carol. Yeah, we can Chris, Christmas Carol this thing. Christmas Carol, that's you. Uh, I'm Christmas Carol. You're Christmas Carol. Have you Noel ever been th- Christopher Carol? That's right. You oh, have the Christmas most Carol. It, he has the most Christmassy name I've ever heard in my life. I really do. You do. Have you ever been visited by the ghost of Christmas, past, present, and future? All three. Oh yeah. <laughs> All three. Okay. Yeah. Actually, the interesting thing for me is they don't they don't visit to teach me lessons. They just yeah. visit to have drinks and hang just out. to hang out. Yeah. Just to hang Just out? To kick it. Oh, yeah. wow. Ghost of Christmas Future is surprisingly chill. Yeah. Like, really cool. Really, really cool guy. Really cool. Well, if you're not a Scrooge. Yeah. Because you're you're more like an Ebenezer dude. Ebenezer dude. dude. <laughs> <laughs> the dude. Ebenezer dude. And they're like, well, we're like, I'm just a dude. I'm just a dude. Man. So they don't come to scare you or, like, inspire, because they, they're they like, this guy gets Christmas. This guy, I get it. I yeah. definitely get Christmas. You get some quality. I, I actually understand, I understand the whole, uh, the whole bit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm very lucky that way. Yeah, you I don't are. know if it's the name or what it is, but I'm very yeah. fortunate in that Christmas. Uh, I, from the first moment I, I heard about it. Yeah. You were like, I get this. I got the, I got the yeah. concept. I was, yeah. I was in on it. Yeah. yeah. And I've been there ever since. That's amazing. Yeah. I still hear the bell. 
You do? Yes, of course. And, and do you still hear the bell? Oh, wait. We haven't shown you this film yet. Um, the Polar Express. The Polar Express. I still Express. hear the bell. Yeah, yeah. My children ask me, my, yeah. my youngest, he said, do you still hear the bell? And I said, of course I do. Yeah, you do. Yeah. Still a child at heart. So for reference, for those people looking as confused as Veronica, as Veronica, is, right Veronica is right now. Polar uh, Express, classic. In, in Polar Express, and I'm going to go ahead and I don't think it spoils because the movie isn't really a spoil it's movie. It's not a it's spoiler a, movie. It's, yeah. a, it's a wonderful holiday film. Right. Uh, for all ages. Right. Um, Santa Claus gives gives a gift of Christmas to yeah. to the lead boy in the movie. Mm-hmm. And it is, and he asks, he can ask for anything he wants. And what he asks for is a bell that fell off of a sleigh. Because mm-hmm. he just, he wanted the Christmas bell. Yeah. And so the first gift of Christmas mm-hmm. was Santa giving this boy a bell. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing about this bell is that you can only hear it ring if you can, if you believe in you, Christmas, if you believe in Santa, you believe in the spirit of Christmas and in Santa, right? Mm-hmm. And if you believe in that, then you can hear the bell ring. And at first the boy cannot hear the bells ring at all and he's confusing him. And then finally he realizes he has to believe. And then when he believes, he suddenly there's just a flush of noise as yeah. all of the bells are now ringing in his ear. And so he, he wants one. Mm-hmm. So he takes these, so he gets this bell as a gift of Christmas. And then if you can hear the bell, you know that you still believe. And if you can't hear the bell, his parents can't hear, hear the his bell. His parents can't hear his it. His parents stop believing. Yeah. So the, then, then there's, you, you've lost it. You've lost the spirit of Christmas. Yeah. 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 And it's a, it's a really beautiful, it's a it beautiful is. story. That it is, is beautiful. Isn't it? Yeah. We, we're lucky because a couple years ago we went to this cool event. There was a Polar Express train ride and they had the bells and they had the red ribbon and we have them, and so now during the holidays, there's some there's some bells ringing around my house for sure because we yeah. have them. And you the can hear them still. The, yeah, you can still hear them loud and clear because I still believe ringing. Stop, <laughs> yeah, kids. I, I do believe. So please, boys, stop ringing the bell. It's Saturday morning, and Daddy needs to sleep. It's not even Christmas. Okay, I'm trying to watch the show. Daddy's trying to process some whiskey here. <laughs> yeah, kids. right. Daddy's trying to unwind after the workday. Can you please tone down the Christmas spirit so I? can imbibe some Christmas spirits, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, no, this is such a great setup for today's episode, though. This is like the perfect setup. Yeah. Because Noel and I had a conversation. We had a heart-to-heart, a man-to-man, a look-to-look. A look-to-look, for sure. We had a a, a high-five to high-five. We definitely high-fived. We <laughs> touched butts. And we said, yes, and we said, it's, you know, it's the holiday season. We've been on the air for many, many years, and we were like, I think it's time to do a little deep dive into the the history, the origin of Santa Claus. Yeah. And we were like, I, I know that's not necessarily like quote unquote green or environmental, but it's sustainable for our hearts. It is sustainable. <laughs> for, it's you know what? It's the holidays, and I think there's a sustainable reason that that you have the holidays. Yes. Right? I think that there's there's a a social aspect to why you you have an event like this. Yeah. The importance of an event like this and why people get so much behind it. Yeah. Which then leads me to like to a very important point that I want to bring up to the world. Yeah. Which is Santa Claus is real. Yes. And we'll prove it to you today. Yeah. We'll prove it to you today. Santa Claus is real. And so maybe by the end of this episode, all you grown-ups and non-believers out there will be shaking that bell. Maybe you'll you can hear, hear it again bell. for the first time. I hope you hear the bell. Yeah. That's absolutely. the goal. That's it. So we're going to dig in a little bit. Christmas spirit, obviously, probably has been around since the world started. I would imagine that there is this spirit of giving that has always been there. But mm-hmm. we, can, we can link the origin of when Santa first walked the earth all the way back to the fourth century. Wow. 
Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Fourth century. Fourth century for Santa. Santa. And yeah. the spirit. I mean, that even goes even earlier. Even earlier. You than go that. into yeah. Saturnalia with the yeah. Greeks back yes. in, you know, like pre, yeah. pre pre Jesus. Yeah. It was now back before Jesus came around. Yes. It was fest. It was a festivus. It was. Yes. It was. It was this. This. Uh, this Greek event called Saturnalia, Saturnalia. which was like a yep. celebration of the end of winter. Yeah. But had the same activities. Yeah. The same. You know. It was. It was a. It was a. There was lights. There was. There was parties. There was gift giving. There was. Mm. There was love. There was. A, you know. Mm-hmm. A brother. Brotherly. Sisterly. Yeah. Being with each other. Caring about each other. That, and yeah. that. And that was. That was already established. Yes. This spirit has established even before that. And then, yeah. and then it grew from there. There's something about the winter time that even, you know, thousands, thousands of years ago, they picked up on it being, you know, the winter solstice, this changing over, this end of one thing going into the next, yeah. and getting colder, then getting warmer again. So they'd landed upon that. And so the spirit yeah. was there. It existed. Well, and if you think about it, it kind of makes sense, right? The, the, the sun, right? The source of life. Right. The source of, of energy for this planet, for everything that... That grows, we get our energy from the sun. Yeah. So that sun goes away yeah. for a longer and longer period of time at winter. Yeah. From, you know, June 22nd or 1st, I always forget which one it is. Yeah. Uh, 21st, thank you. Yeah. From June 21st all the way until December 21st, it get the time that the night gets longer. Mm-hmm. It gets colder. Mm-hmm. The sun is starting to disappear. Yeah. So if you think of things, if you don't have an understanding of, of how the earth is shaped, mm-hmm. it turning on its own axis, the angle that it sits on against the sun and spinning around the sun, right? Yeah. And you, you don't, don't have that and, knowledge. Yes. You're, you're just looking around and going, things are getting the weird around here. The sun is disappearing. Yeah. Why is the sun disappearing? Yeah. We need this thing. It's getting cold. Oh God, it's freezing. Oh God, yeah. there's no food. Oh God, this is terrible. Yeah. What, what do we do? Well, the moment that the sun starts coming back, and starts having, like, it's coming back. Yeah. Oh, the sun's coming back. Yeah. It's, the days are longer. Oh, this is a relief. Yeah. This is an incredible, and if you are not sure how it's happening or why, it's an incredibly thankful, exciting, amazing thing yeah. to know that the time has come that the sun is returning. Yeah. And yeah. that the world will be warm again. Yeah. And that the crops will grow again. And that we can live. Yeah. And so that's, that's the essence of this holiday season is yeah. celebrating the fact that we are getting our sun back, that we, that it is another year, another year will go and we will survive and we'll make it. We'll yeah. Be okay. Yeah. And I, as I, I think it's really cool because as I grew up, I grew up in Tulsa, Oklahoma. So I was raised in the Methodist church. So I was grow, raised uh, with the tradition of, of Jesus and the birth of Jesus and that being December 25th. And that was our, you know, what we were celebrating on Christmas. And I think it wasn't until I was much older that I learned about the, the, the pagan holiday being kind of like imported in and being shared with it. And then, and this being, you know, the whole thing of Santa Claus coming from this, you know, Dutch bishop from back in this time. So I actually think the impulse is like, oh, it's just this, you know, pool of all these things over time. But I actually think it's a remarkable thing that the human humanity together said, hey, let's just bring all these things together yeah. and celebrate because you can't escape that there's something kind of magical about this time of year. We all see it's important. Yeah. Everywhere you go, you see that it's important and everybody wants to celebrate yeah. it. So yeah. it became this thing. It became this thing. And so we, the idea of getting up on Christmas morning and all the traditions that we have of the stocking, the reindeer, the red suit, all these have been, this is like information that has been leaked 
to us by poets and writers and songwriters and lyrics. They, they've, got, they've gotten this information and they've shared it with us over time. And so it's now we have a full-fledged picture. But I'm going to make a promise here in the podcast today. We are not going to out... Uh, Santa's secrets any more than what's already out there today. Yeah, there's some stuff that that exists about Santa that is yet to be discovered. Yeah, yet and, to and, be known. Yeah, and we got to keep the wraps on that because yeah. you know, in order for the magic to continue, we have to know. Okay, there's some things that we know about jolly old Saint Nick, but there's a lot of things we don't know, and and unfortunately, we're not going to be able to break any like you know groundbreaking news today. Mm-hmm. Just going to be a lot of facts. It's going to be a lot of facts breaking down what what has what we do know. Yeah. Uh, what will you know about first? First, the 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 human form. The human form of of Santa when the Christmas spirit was you know like being developed, and there was a man on Earth who was doing this thing that then would become the legend that we celebrate. Right. Yeah. 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 So 100%. I mean, percent. And, and just to your your point, these poets, these these musicians, mm-hmm. these authors, these people who who uh, who who have given us these leaks. Mm-hmm. In this context, I think we we think of them more as reporters. Yeah, like reporters. Yeah. You know, a lot of people say like, oh, this person drew a, a cartoon rendering of something. But they're, they're, you know, the feet on the ground going, okay, how do we get to the bottom of this mystery? And they're, they're sharing it with the world. And it's still happening to this oh, day. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Yeah? Like we didn't, we didn't know about, about the human elf. No. That no. lived up in the North Pole no. until very recently. Very that recently. Was, I mean, that like, was 10, like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, that was like a big piece of information to to share with all of us, that there would be a human child that had been accidentally scooped up mm-hmm. and brought up to the North Pole and raised. And the whole time this child was growing up, he's thinking, I'm different. I'm different. I'm not like everybody else. And then once that that uh, human child figured out I'm not an elf, he had to he had to come back to New York and figure out like yeah. where did I come from? Yeah, meet his family, do the whole thing. Yeah. It's a great yeah. story, it's and a I great thought story. I think that the movie they made that it was based on is, yeah. is really funny and really yeah. enjoyable. It's so really, for those of you who haven't seen it, it's called Elf. It's called Elf, and it's Classic. wonderful, and it, it'll make you laugh out loud. But it also is very touching. Yeah. It's but a true I mean, story. Yeah, this is stuff that that honestly these reporters are giving us and going. This is things that we now that we have movies and the internet and all this technology, we can share and learn a little bit more, but they're still keeping it close to the vest. Mm-hmm. That's why you see so many different variations of Santa Claus in movies, in, in parades and whatnot, because there's only so much we really, truly know, right? Right. right. The guy just knows how to you know, hide. My youngest is determined this year to see him. He yeah. said, I will stay up all night. And I said, I got to tell you, Elliot, he's really good. He's so good. Yeah. He has been doing this for centuries. He is so good at not being seen that don't be surprised if you if you fall asleep, if you don't get a glimpse of him, it's just really hard to catch him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he knows when you're awake. He so the, the only bummer about staying up all night to he, catch Santa Claus hold out. is he will not show up. He will not. Yeah, yep. that's yeah. right. They wrote that song for a reason. Another yep. great reporter. Yeah. But we'll go back to the man that walked on Earth. This is the the biggest summary, quick summary. But uh, you know, Noel always. Yeah, we gotta know a, how this begins. Yeah, yeah. Right? So yeah. Saint Nicholas, a fourth century bishop who lived in the ancient Roman town of Mira, which is now Demre in Turkey, Turkey was reputed to be neither plump nor jolly, <laughs> but did earn a long-standing reputation for charity and gift-giving. 
Okay, so that was really where this story began. This guy was uh, a very generous person. And the famous story is there were these three women that were going to go into to slavery. And he, he and, and the oldest profession in the world. That's right. Right. Um, the, the ladies of the night. The lady of the night profession. The lady of the against, night. Prof- against their will. Against just their at will. That, at that time, if you didn't have a dowry to mm-hmm. get your, 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 your daughters married off, there were few yeah. options for them. Yeah. And, and if you weren't rich enough to allow them to be a spinster, they often ended up, unfortunately, in yeah. the, the oldest profession on earth. Yeah, so uh, along comes Nicholas, and he helps them avoid this terrible fate, and he does which, that. Which apparently is a cute story. So yeah. he's so he doesn't... Here's the thing about St. Nicholas, which is so fascinating, and, yeah. and I think it's something that you see to this day from Santa Claus. It, it, is, it is something that he didn't stop doing. Mm-hmm. It is the idea that the gift is a secret. Mm-hmm. That you don't know necessarily who gave you the gift. Yeah. And then you, was it from St. Nick? Everybody says so. Everybody tells you that St. Nick gave it to him, but he will never admit. Yeah. And that was the, the true, that this true priest from this time never, ever told you that the gift was from him, ever. Yeah. Did yep. not matter how much everybody was certain of it. Did not matter that how everybody in that village who knew him somehow would get the perfect gift at the right time to help them out of whatever situation. Mm-hmm. He never took credit ever. It was always secret. Mm-hmm. It was always quietly when the person was, wasn't noticing. And in this case, literally it was in the middle of the night. Over time, he would drop lumps of gold mm-hmm. That's that it. was left to the dad. Yeah. So the dad had enough money as a dowry to marry off his daughters, and all three daughters were married off and did not have to go into that life. Yeah. And so this human who's walking earth is just... Who existed. Yeah. Be Like... Santa Claus is real. Yeah. I just, this is, this yeah. is, this, this is, is the f- 100%, not a joke, not a legend, not yeah. a, yeah. not, not something that's imagined. This person existed, mm-hmm. was a priest in the Catholic church, existed mm-hmm. and did these things for real. Yeah. And so then eventually this person, you know, leaves the world that we know that we walk around, but has, is revered because this person clearly had the Christmas spirit in him all along and now has to go to more of like a supernatural plane of existence where this can be spread around the world. Right. And so people all over Europe are going, this is, this is a saint that we need to celebrate and revere. And he becomes this spirit of giving and charity and really gets linked to, to young people, children, mm-hmm. helping children because mm-hmm. of those girls and saving them. So everybody was like, you know, spirit of giving, but also somebody who tends to and helps children. So this goes on for many hundreds of years. People celebrate. I think the date that is chosen by, um, I think it's the Dutch, they basically say December 6th. That's when we That's are... St. Nicholas Day. That is St. Nicholas Day. That's when we're celebrating him. Also big and uh, patron saint of Russia as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Patron, yeah. It spread all over the place. Everybody was like, St. Nick, St. Nick. Yeah. And there's images... And remember, to become a saint, you have to have three miracles, mm-hmm. and you actually get anointed as a saint by the Pope. Yep. And it happened. Yeah, this, Pope this, did this it. This person, the gift giving and the, the miracles that happened because of that yeah. resulted in, yeah. in life, miracles yeah. were performed by this person. Yeah, yeah. Before, before he even entered the plane of sainthood. Yeah. Right. And, the, and, and it, this is a rough reenactment, but a guy came in there and he's like, Pope, we need to, we need to anoint a new saint. He's like, who are we talking about? And he's like, we're talking about saint. And he's like, say no more. 
Done. He didn't he's even it. have to hear anything. I don't, he's I, I, he's, he's just done. Three miracles. Like, he's got 15, 20, 30, 40 got, miracles. He's got so many miracles. He's a, he's a saint. This, this guy's guy, a saint. He's in. Done. He's a saint. Done. Done. Anoint him. Blessed. Anoint him. Forget it. Forget about it. And he was in. He was in. Just that was like a that. really good analogy. Exactly how it was. Exactly. A lot. Of, a lot of. If you watch the History Channel, they take a lot of that out of it. But that, it kind of went down that way. Yeah. yeah. So. And there are two interesting things about that name. One is that uh, the German translation of the name is Sinter Sinterklaas. Sinterklaas. Right? Yes. Yes. Which is one of the reasons you say Santa Claus. The yes. other one is say Saint Saint Nicholas real fast. Yeah, Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. Saint Nicholas. Yeah, Saint Nicholas. So that becomes the name of the holiday, the celebration of Sinterklaas on uh, December sixth. And so you're wondering, well, how does it make its way to where we're living right now here in America? Well, Dutch immigrants bring this tradition over here, and so it becomes celebrated here in America, and it becomes big. You know, everywhere it's just growing and growing because how can you escape? the magic and wonder of this amazing tradition. And then you've got the birth of baby Jesus. You've got the pagan winter solstice and the, the, the winter celebration. And we're just like, it all kind of starts coming together. And I actually, I couldn't find how it landed specifically on, we decided to do it on, on good old baby Jesus's birthday. But I think it just kind of yeah, that, happened that, that there happened somewhere. That happened with the, with the, the, uh, the, the, the Holy Roman Empire. Holy Roman the, Empire. The, yeah, okay. The Romans. So, they were, they so were the, like, we're going to move it over to a day that everybody's going to get behind. Yeah, well, so here's the deal, right? The, yeah. the, the, uh, the Romans decided that it was time to embrace Christianity as the, as the major religion yes, at yes. the time. So you still had a lot of people who were celebrating the pagan holiday. Yeah, a lot of people. Yeah, and they needed they needed a way to get people to sort of enjoy them together. They didn't want to get rid of, of an important holiday. And, right, you got to be inclusive, that. right? Right, exactly. <laughs> so the 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 birth of Jesus uh, was was kind of because the the, the the dates according to the the church at that time. And I will I don't want to get into to the the date of the birth of Jesus. There are yeah. there are some thoughts that maybe he was born at a, diff- a different time, but it doesn't matter. The, doesn't matter. The observance of it was the, on the 25th. Right. And so they were put together to, to make that work so yeah. that you could have this, this pagan festival yeah. kind of match with the birth of Jesus and they could have that be one massive event. Yeah. It just so happens that it coincides. The luck is good that many years later, it was sort of discovered that, that this, you know, the, the St. Nicholas holiday was also in, in December. Yeah. And... What's something that happened on the 6th of December and was also kind of tied, sort of kind of blended its way yeah. a little bit later on. Yeah. And so it all, as you were saying, combined into one sort of beautiful... Beautiful day. Perfect event. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's funny because I, when it comes to dates, we're really just kind of guessing here, folks. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because we, we made the calendar ourselves. And I just recently found out, well, you, you probably already knew this, and in October of 1852, I think it is, or whatever, we lost 10 days of the year when they switched the calendar over. They yeah. basically deleted 10 days because they were switching from one calendar to the next. And we were on like uh, October 11th. They're like, let's just make it the 21st. Yeah. Because they wanted to keep this, this I, I don't even know what it was for, but I read about it and I was like, we lost 10 days. <laughs> just, they just were like deleted. Yeah. Well, you had to make, you had to make the, 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 calendars the work. solstices, the events that actually, so you, it's, it's this interesting problem. You used to have a lot more agreement between science and religion, mm-hmm. right? Where you would try to work things out where the mm-hmm. scientists are like, look, that day, whatever you want to call it, 
Right. That day there is the shortest day of the year. Yes, and this this is how it works with the sun right. and the moon and everything's balanced, so we need to keep that right. day that day. So if you want to have your event, you need to know that that's going to be the shortest day of the year, and yeah. it's going to keep being the shortest day of the year so long as we follow the calendar this way. Yeah. And so then it's like, okay, well, this event has to be on that date because it's always be on that date. Yeah. And then so you just you cut a day here, you move a day there, you switch a calendar And there, that's and what we've done. Bada bing, bada boom. And that's what we've done. So when you come back to we celebrate December 25th as Christmas Day, it's like, well, we, we just had to basically say a, a day out loud. And then jolly old St. Nick was like, cool, I'll just show up whenever you want me to show up. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. But it had to, it was somewhere around there, but we just, we landed on that one and it seems to work so far. Yeah. So, but there's anyway, but now we can get into some of the things that have come along the way about St. Nicholas. But before we get into that, is there anything else I missed about the man himself? The man you, himself. Yeah. On earth. Uh, yeah, that's, 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 I think that's a that's, good, that's I think basically that's a good, a good, a good kind of basis yeah. to get ourselves started on. Yeah. You know, I think we can, we can run from there. We'll come back. We I can. think to him at the end oh, when always. we're wrapping up the, the, the whole yeah. understanding of Christmas and the spirit and, and why yeah. he's, why he's real. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I, so I, I brought with me some research. Mm-hmm. I have, you can take your pick. Uh, Ronnie, I want to know your pick on this one. We could either talk about the Christmas stocking. We could talk about the Christmas reindeer. We could talk about Christmas... North Pole or Christmas trees? North Pole. You want to know how do we know that Santa Claus is living at the North Pole? All right. I think that's a very good question. Good piece of information. Yeah. St. Nicholas's migration to the North Pole is due mostly directly to Thomas Nast, an American cartoonist journalist. Yeah. Cartoonist usually. Usually, but in this this case, journalist. Yeah. Yeah. Who submitted 33 Christmas drawings to Harper's Weekly magazine between 1863 and 1886, one of which featured a village called Santa Clausville, NP. Now, it's important that on this drawing, it never said North Pole, it just said NP. And you Mm want to know why? Why? Because back then, in this, this period, the 1840s and the 50s, the Arctic mm-hmm. was literally the most exciting thing hitting the news about exploration, yeah. people making visits and treks there because it was this unknown territory. Yeah. So people were so excited. Like if you were to talk about the Arctic in the news, it was like, oh, you're going to sell a lot of papers. You know what I mean? People are really want to know about this. This is the adventure story of this time. So this artist... And probably got a little bit of intel. He's like, a place that nobody's been to or can get to? Hmm. That Seems must be. Seems convenient for a person who doesn't want to be found. Bingo. So that's when that information got leaked out. And we've learned from a lot of movies that obviously technology's gotten really good and we can make our way to the North Pole now. In a lot of ways, there's research centers there. Santa has probably had to get pretty clever on making bunkers underground, making all sorts of really unique facilities that you just can't find via plane or satellite or whatever. He's just got to hide out somehow. Or he has a deal where if he gets seen, he probably, you know, keep this on the down low. You know, can we just not tell anybody where I am exactly? Right. Yeah. I mean, all we can all we can do is guess. All we can do is guess. All we can do is guess because... Yeah. Because the fact of the matter is, is he continues to be yeah. undiscovered. Yeah. And yet, every morning on Christmas, people keep getting presents. They do. It keeps happening. So the spirit keeps going. But that's basically it. That's all. And so from then on, it was it was just accepted that the North Pole, you know, because then it landed in more and more 
poems. And so this will leads us transitions to the next one. It says, also reindeer were known for living in the Arctic. And as the night before Christmas had already demonstrated, reindeer were St. Nick's preferred means of transportation. So night before Christmas was another poem that came along that started to really help support these journalistic claims. Ah, very, very much journalistic. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that brings us on to, I think, a good one, which is reindeer. How are we, how do we know that Santa Claus is being pulled in a sleigh in the sky by eight reindeer? Well, I'll tell you, there's a couple of interesting things. And I want to hear this. That you can look at in, in, in history. Right. Okay. So the the Greek god Apollo mm-hmm. had the sun chariot. Right. Right. Apollo also was known for giving gifts, mm-hmm. which is interesting to have a, this 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 ancient mm-hmm. spiritual being. Right. Who now in this case generally he would be pulled it would be pulled by flying horses. Flying horses. But the thing that was interesting about Apollo is that Apollo could convert those horses into anything he wanted and right. did so. Yeah. And was the first kind of recorded sign of any any flying beast. Wow. That had horns. Yeah. And resembled reindeer. Wow. So sometimes Apollo would fly along with reindeer. Wow. And would give gifts. Yeah. Which I find very fascinating. Very interesting. If you right? go back to right. kind the, of the beginning of mythical history. Yeah, this is po- this is pre-Saint Nick living. And so you go, okay, there is huh. already something. There's something about this. Something There's about something this. To this right? right. Yeah. Many, uh, many years later, not a bit, not too many years later, but many years yeah. later, uh, Wodan or Odin yes. up in the up in the frozen north. Yep. Right. Good old Odin uh, was, you know, god of the of the the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Right. The the chief god of the Vikings, who also, by the way, resembles Santa Claus in a lot of ways. Yeah. Which is very interesting. Bearded. Yeah. You know, absolutely. Powerful. And you know, so large. you almost begin to wonder: Did they just witness this magic? And they, yeah, and they, like and what, they put it in in Odin. Form, exactly. Right. Exactly. Did someone see something or yeah. experience something then, and yeah. then say, "Well, that must have been Odin." Yeah. Right. Who knows? Yeah. But what I'll tell you is that Odin rode a flying horse. Yeah. Now, he didn't have a chariot, Yeah. but he did have a horse that would fly. And again, on occasion, it would be converted to a, essentially a giant goat with horns. There you go. That would fly through the air. Yeah. So that's interesting mythology. Right, right. And there's, they're just doing a single horse because probably whoever saw him, it was like off Christmas months. And, you know, every now and then you got to take one of your reindeer out for a spin. You yeah. don't need to take the whole sleigh out, but you might want to go for a joyride. Like you got a Corvette in the garage and you yeah. want to cruise up Angeles Crest. Take it for a run. You got to take it for a spin. So yeah. I'm thinking Santa, the spirit of Christmas at this point in time, he's like, oh, he's just done one. Yeah, because it was July. Yeah. He was going out, he was cruising. Come on. He was, he was feeling like maybe this should be the 4th of July. <laughs> I don't know. That was, well, also, was the energy. Have you noticed also <laughs> with, with reindeer... Um, in, in Clement C. Moore's uh, yes. uh, report, yes. there were eight. Yes. Dasher, Dancer, and Prancer, Vixen, Donner, Cupid, yes. Comet, Blitzen. Yes. Um, and yet later on in the 19, what was it, 30s, 20s? Yes, yeah, it's 1930s when you're talking about the, the most famous reindeer of all. Rudolph, Rudolph the, the Red-Nosed Reindeer. reindeer right? right? Reindeer, a reindeer gets added. Yes. Okay, so how many people are there on Earth now who are expecting a present on Christmas? There's There's... A lot, so, so right? Many. Probably, you know, probably a billion, yeah. maybe, right? Yeah. So, you are going to need significantly more horsepower. Or you reindeer, need a lot more reindeer horsepower. power to you deal upgrade. with. Upgrade to deal with that yeah. many. That's a good point. People, I hadn't thought of that, right? Yeah. Than you would have had back in Greek times, back yeah. in, in Viking yeah. times, right? 
That's another possibility. Possibility. Yeah, and so... Guess, we're guessing on some of this because we don't have reporting on everything. All we have are these journalists that are posing as authors and writers and storytellers, you know, because I, it's it, to be honest, it's hard to leak this out there because there's a lot of a lot of the people who don't hear the bell mm-hmm. are in the publication companies and they've lost the magic. And so you come to them and you go like, I know he lives in the North Pole. They're like... Get out of here with that nonsense. I don't need to talk in it about pretend. And so they have to kind of hide through, you know, certain works in order to get the information to us that can hear the bell. Right. So it's it's not an easy thing. We might oh. even we might even find that this episode, you know, lands us in a little hot water. Oh, I'll pro- I'm sure that YouTube will ban this episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because they'll go, this is just, you're getting too close. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure. <laughs> yeah. But, um... Yeah, I, I, the other thing I, th- I want to—it's a—it's a theme, and I, I just want to keep putting it out there, right? Okay. That Saint Nicholas, mm-hmm. since the beginning of his existence, mm-hmm. did not want anyone know to know that he was doing this. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Has never wanted anyone to know that he's doing this. Yeah. So while so, it's funny because a lot of our movies are about you've got to believe, believe in Santa Claus, believe in Santa Claus. I would firmly argue, if you yeah. know the man himself, yeah, that. The misinformation, yeah. That the misdirection, yeah. That the doubt is not because of us, yeah. No, it's because of Saint Nicholas, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Santa Claus does not want us to know that he's doing it. Oh, yeah. Wow. I was about to say the doubt must come from big concrete. Could be. I mean, could, I big know. concrete might I, be. I, I, well, I don't know. <laughs> he could be using the tools at his disposal to get the big corporations. Or or Big South Pole. You yeah, know, Big, big South. South Pole. Oh. Big, big South. So you don't want to mess with Big South. Don't big South might them. be like, we're not talking about Santa. But you're yeah. saying, yeah, I get what you're saying, which is we have all this all this media and stuff around him. But really, the the idea is like, shh, let's not, we don't need well, to point out that I'm doing it. It's comedic when you think that, that Father Nicholas became a saint doing things he never admitted to doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That is wild. Right. It's very true. So the first appearance of Santa's reindeer being documented. Okay. So this is in a, uh, it says the mythology of the reindeer uh, expanded in the poem, The Night Before Christmas, which was written by Professor Clement Clark Moore, originally written as a story to entertain his daughters. Uh, Moore was initially hesitant to submit it to a publisher. Hello. Out of concerns, right? Mm-hmm. So then it got huge, became really popular, and he kind of came out later and he's like, fine, I'm the one who did it. But I thought this was interesting. Many of the names of the reindeer are derived from German. Mm-hmm. So you have Dasher is actually drawn from the German word for purse maker. Donner and Blitzen, sometimes written as Dunder and Blixem, come from the German phrase for thunder and lightning. Mm-hmm. These are the eight original reindeer as they appeared in the poem. Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen. So then, like you said, how does all of a sudden Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer come out? Well, in the 1920s, 1930s, there were some, they were trying to get more and more people to get excited. And it says, basically, soda manufacturer Coca-Cola had found great success in the 1920s by releasing holiday ads that featured jolly old St. Nick drinking their brand of soda. So these are those classic Coca-Cola when you go to a gas station in the middle of nowhere and they've got all these old signs from the 1920s. This is where they had these images. And this is where we start to accept that there was a reindeer named Rudolph because they allow an artist to draw this character. It says copywriter Robert L. May to, to reveal this character 
and coloring books that were given to kids. The character May designed in this drawing, which he had learned elsewhere, worked partly because it came from his personal experience. His personal yep, yep. experience. Yep, yep. And because he connected, he connected to being picked on as a little child hmm. and standing out and being special and unique. And so when he heard the story of a reindeer who was, you know, seen as different. And this is always a really good story to, to share with your children when they feel like they don't fit in or they don't belong at school or they're weird or whatever. R- Rudolph really uh, shed some light. <laughs> Rudolph really shed some light on being bullied at your school tonight. Um, so stop being a butthead. <laughs> stop being a butthead. Be nice to your friends. <laughs> and so then anyway, we will make a song about how you're a real big piece of garbage. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so that's the cool story about the the reindeer, how it ties to Norse and all that stuff. Yeah. I I love I love the Rudolph the red nosed reindeer. Oh, I do too. Story. It's it, it really it's one is of my a favorites. good one because you yeah. know there's a a lot of people deal with. Yeah deal with that yeah you know and I, I feel like today in particular just because the the amount of anonymity and distance you can have online yeah it's gotten no better and there's and nobody is safe yeah <laughs> right yep so it is a good you know if you're feeling like you're getting you're getting picked on or misunderstood which i think a lot of people are mm-hmm. these days you know I, I you you're not you're not alone and you don't deserve it yeah yeah. You're you're great. Agreed. You're great. You're great with Just your glowing like, red nose. And that's the thing I love mm-hmm. about Rudolph. Rudolph was odd and different. But you know what's crazy? What? Find me a person who isn't odd and different. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. We're all we're that, all unique. That's how we're supposed to be. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, none of our so, fingerprints are the same. None none of our even the even, even the faces that are the same aren't identically the same. Yeah. yeah. Right? Over time, twins. Yeah. You get twins, and as they get older, they look more and more different. Yeah, it's true. It's Because life just does things differently to all of us. We are all unique. Yeah. We're all different. We yeah. all have our own version of a red nose. Everybody's got one. Just some yeah. people are better at keeping the, the mud mm-hmm. on the nose to keep it hidden, like it's Rudolph true. tried to do for a while. It's true. He tried to hide it. But you know what? I recommend you don't. Yeah. You know, fly that freak flag, man. Yeah, man. Be be your Rudolph self. Be Go. You. Be you. Get you know. Soar. Be, be you because you're the only one, and that's awesome. Yeah. Agreed. Oh, they're sending the authorities oh, to shut the no. podcast down. <laughs> they, they know we're talking they, about this. They knew. Oh, they gosh. knew it would happen. Well, you know, we gotta, gotta keep going. Gotta keep going. We gotta we keep going. We can't let them stop. Uh, we are us. going to expose Saint Nick for what he is. <laughs> The generous, loving... Yes, the generous, loving, giving monster. The history of Christmas trees. Why Mm. do we have a tree right next to Noel right here? The history of Christmas trees goes back to the symbolic use of evergreens in ancient Egypt and Rome and continues with German tradition of candlelit Christmas trees first brought to America in the 1800s. So this is this goes all the way back. Noel already said it. He said, you know, the winter solstice, the ancient Egyptians, the Saturnalia, that they were already referencing the tree as this, you know, part of that ceremony. That was a that goes back thousands and thousands of years. So there's a bunch of things here. This article is actually very long. So I'm trying to 
trying to be quick about it, but if you're wondering how it gets to where we are in the United States, it says most 19th century Americans found Christmas trees an oddity, actually. Mm. The first record of one being on display was in the 1830s by the German settlers of Pennsylvania. Although trees had been a tradition of many German homes much earlier, the Pennsylvania German settlements had community trees as early as 1747. So at first, everybody over in this country is like, what, what's going on with this? Why does this guy got a tree? I don't know about this tree, dude. This is America. I know it's 1690 and 1720, but it I, this is America, <laughs> and I don't I don't know how I feel about you bringing trees in your house. Trees are meant for outdoors. And everybody was like, and these Germans are like, Vic, because it's very nice to have the nice tree in your house. Yeah, man, that's weird, man. It's I, I, I won't be putting no tree in your house, man. It's but it's lovely. Why are you putting candles on that You light that thing on fire. It's but it makes me fire hazard, makes man. me what feel the spirits of Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> yeah man. Well, you, you feel that spirit outside, man. <laughs> exactly. There was even backlash. And can you imagine if those folks were not welcoming and finally came around? I mean, putting up the tree. I think we can all agree is when you know. It's the season. Well, and well, also, that tree goes up. This is another example. I'm going to go back to the Rudolph thing and letting your freak flag fr- fly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At one time, yeah, putting a Christmas tree in your house and covering it in candles was, was a weird weirdo thing. Yeah, weirdo. Only weirdos do that. Yeah, freaky Germans in your neighborhood, right? Putting trees up. But over time, people see it. They get the experience of it, and they say, "Maybe we could put a tree in, mm-hmm. in, our, in our house." And someone goes like, "Oh." What, what the heck? My kid wants a tree. Let's put the tree up. In the, and then you get the tree up in the house. And then, the, then, then suddenly that person does it. And the yeah. people around them are like, well, they put up a tree. I mean, they do smell nice. It gets yeah. kind of a, and then it starts to go and it starts to happen. Yeah. And then suddenly your freaky, weird, odd thing that you're doing becomes something that people like to do. Yeah. So don't. Yeah. Don't, don't bash it. Don't hide your beauty. Yeah. Stop hiding your beauty, people. Yep. And then, and then this is where it really gets in the mainstream. We had the royals to thank for this. An illustration from a December 18... Really? Yes, the royals. Hmm. Uh, an illustration from a December 1848 edition of the Illustrated London News shows Queen Victoria... Queen Victoria! ...and her family surrounding a Christmas tree. Prince Albert. Yes. Who was uh, from... G- Germany. Not Germ- uh, yeah. Well, yeah, Germany. German but, uh, Prince Albert. I'm trying to remember the specific. Area. <laughs> yeah, like, he's, he's from this region in Germany. Coburg or something like yeah, that. Yeah. He's He not only hung a Christmas tree from the ground, but he kept the very, very German tradition of hanging one upside down. Oh, I did not know that. Yes, there was a, oh there was a tradition in Germany where you would hang trees upside down from the ceiling. That's, and he did indeed do so in oh, Buckingham Palace. Yeah, yeah. So this is once they see this German prince, bring this to London. It's on the cover of a magazine. This is where everybody's like, all those people that were like, I don't know about that, are like, all right, it's cool. We'll all right, do man. it now. Yeah. All right, man. So, yeah, all right, man. Queen of England, you want to do it now? Yeah. You know, good enough for Queen of England. Good enough for me. Good enough for me. So it says, by around the 1890s, Christmas ornaments were arriving from Germany, and Christmas tree popularity was on the rise around the U.S. It was noted that Europeans used small trees about four feet in height, while Americans liked their Christmas trees like to we reach, like our trucks. <laughs> reach from floor to ceiling. Like, everybody over in Europe has these little trees, and the Americans are like, how do I get my hands on an 18? foot <laughs> tree. I need to have the biggest one. Do you absolutely. remember the movie Christmas Vacation? Oh, the classic. I, it's an absolute classic. I not only know and love it, but I know it is a special movie to Noel, and it has become a 
a ceremonious movie that we watch every year. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's yeah. it's my favorite Christmas yes. movie. It's so it's so, so good. good. It's so funny. Yeah. Uh, he when they go out to to get their Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. And then Russ looks at the tree and he says, Dad, that thing wouldn't fit in our yard. <laughs> and what does Clark say? It's not going in our yard, Russ. It's going in our living room. <laughs> it's so good. It's so, so good. Oh, it's so good. And and last but not least, after the Christmas trees, we'll get to the stocking. This one's actually pretty short because it's one of those things that as I this is from the um the Smithsonian. The Smithsonian. Smithsonian. We know about them. They yeah. know about us. Yeah, they know about us. And when I read I, it I wonder if they'll put this one in the in They the just files. might. They just you might think so because yeah. it's pretty controversial. It is controversial. Yeah. So a lot of things will have to change. Well, let's see. Um, but in the Smithsonian, this is funny because the research isn't that deep. This is another one of those ones where a story has been passed to a story, has been passed to a story, but the story that's told just sounds like a retelling of St. Nick. Hmm. It's just literally like, that's how it got passed. Like the game of telephone, like where you whisper it from one near year to the next stockings are literally, it says the most popular legend as to why stockings are hung at Christmas goes something like this. A recently widowed man and father of three girls was having a tough time making ends meet. Even though his daughters were beautiful, he worried that their impoverished status would make it impossible for them to marry. St. Nicholas was wandering through town where the man lived and heard villagers discussing that family's plight. He wanted to help, but knew the man would refuse any kind of charity directly. Instead, one night, he slid down the chimney of the family's house and filled the girl's recently laundered stockings, which happened to be drying by the fire with gold coins. And then he disappeared. So that is the legend, which is very close to what actually, happened. what actually happened. So here we have this story that's told, but it just ties, you know, here's a story being told about stockings back in the 1800s, but it's just them telling a revised version of what St. Nick story was from a thousand years from earlier. a thousand years yeah. earlier. Isn't that fascinating? Yeah. So then that's how it became a thing to hang a stocking. Um, and so for some, the rituals translated into hanging a nondescript sock pulled from dad's drawer for others. It's meant as a personalized decorated things. Um, but anyway, that is the, that's how, you know, it came to be, but I don't know. I, this was an interesting thing. I grew up in a household that had a lot of really, um, you know, long history Christmas traditions. One of them being, I always have an orange in my stocking. Did you guys grow up with that tradition? Huh, no. It's always an orange in my stocking, which I, I don't know. This could be Santa. This could be my parents carrying on something and adding whatever's left by Santa. But it says... Or, oranges tend to wind up in Christmas stockings. Ever wonder why? Some say it's from a time when fresh fruit was more difficult to come by and finding an orange in your stocking was a huge treat. Hmm. But a different version of that beautiful daughter's distraught father legend swaps the gold coins left by St. Nick with three gold balls left in each stocking. Understandably, the solid gold balls tradition isn't very easy to replicate. Mm. That's why their citrus lookalikes have found their way into stockings alongside tchotchkes and baubles, uh, but hopefully not coal. Yeah, and an yeah. interesting thing about coal is another is another new, very recently discovered story. This is going to probably piss off a lot of parents. Okay, but I got to right. say it because the fact it's just the truth. it's just the truth. Okay, it's just the truth. Let, we're here to bring the truth. Yeah. So, have you ever wondered, kids, how it is that you you may have made a mistake or two, you may have done some things wrong, mm-hmm. and yet somehow despite your worry that maybe you're not going to get the presents for Christmas, you still get the presents for Christmas? Yeah. Yeah, when we were kids, um, you could some kids got coal. It happened. Yeah. It happened. Yeah. 
doesn't happen anymore. Yeah. Right now, and this is frustrating to parents because I think a lot of parents love to say Santa's going to give you coal. If right, you don't, right. If, if you, you don't, if, uh, if you don't you, shape up and act well, you're going to get coal. But the story of Santa's brother, mm. Frederick, yeah, came out just you know ten or so years ago. Fascinating story. Yeah. Also documented in film form. Okay. Very interesting. Worth a watch. Okay. But essentially, in that story, you discover why it is that children, there is, there is no longer Cole. a naughty and nice list. Oh, really? It's just a nice list. Just a nice list. Oh, that's and it's good. a really good story. And okay. I recommend you watch it. It's a, it's, it's a story. It's called Fred Claus. Okay. And I don't want to spoil it for okay. people. I've actually never seen it. I don't want to spoil it for people, but it is, a, it is a Christmas movie that tells a really fascinating story that explains a question that I think a lot of kids have had in their mind, which is like, you know, I'm like, boy, I really, I really blew yeah. a couple things this year and I was worried about it. Yeah. And I still got it. There's a reason why. Okay. And it's a, it's beautiful. Watch that documentary, guys. It's beautiful. Yeah. Fred Claus. Fred Claus. I highly recommend it. There was one other funny thing that I wanted to say um, before we wrap things up, but I thought this was great. The guy who was sharing the story about Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, he also had some intel that has never really taken off, and I want to share this as well. It said, you know, he tried to attempt to introduce members of Rudolph's family, including a brother named Rusty, and a son named Robbie, mm-hmm. they never really got famous. So I'm here to tell you that uh, Brother Rusty and, and son Robbie, the reindeer, also are, you know, historically accurate. It's just nobody really ever calls them out. So Yeah, which happens, man. It happens. Some, some so lost so in history. Robbie so and Rusty, we, we, we acknowledge you here on the Pirate It's so podcast. tough when there's when, – when, when, when things are being kept a secret yeah. and you can't get verification from the source, yeah. it's so difficult. Yeah. So we do our best with yeah. the data we have to try to explain yeah. exactly what's going on. Yeah. Yeah. But that's, that's essentially, that's the, this is the uh, earth-shattering uh, tale of, of I, uh, St. Nick. I got, I got one more. You do? You one got more thing. One? I, got a, I got a closing, okay. closing note. Uh, bring it, bring it, bring about, it. About the reality of Santa Claus. Okay. For, for people who are struggling to hear the bell. Okay. Okay. So we've now established that there's a lot of different possibilities as to why we think Santa does things the way that Santa does things. We don't know. We don't know. Right. We don't, we just don't know. The only thing that we have written down historically that we know is 100% accurate is that there was absolutely a St. Nicholas. Yep. That is true. And that St. Nicholas gave gifts secretly. Mm -hmm. And that today, right now, people get Christmas presents every year Mm -hmm. on Christmas morning. Yep. So I would submit to you, and I want you to think about this for a minute. If there had never been a St. Nicholas, if there had never been a Christmas spirit, Mm -hmm. if there had never been any of this, could there have been a day where every year, no matter what, no matter the weather, no matter the economy, no mm-hmm. matter the difficulty, no matter what, that everybody gets a present mm-hmm. on a morning. Yeah. It's inconceivable. Yeah. That's crazy. Right? Think about uh, on, on let's, let's pick it, August 14th. Right. Yeah. Has everybody ever gotten a present the same day on August 14th? No. They haven't. No. No. They haven't. No. So the mechanics of this are are unknown. 
it is intended to be a secret because the person who caused this to happen did not want you to know that they caused it to happen. That's true. But somebody caused this to happen. How it's happening can be up to you. Yeah. You can decide yourself how on earth this is happening, how, abs- how this absurdly impossible thing of yeah. everybody getting a present on the same day, no matter what, yeah. every year. Mm-hmm. But that thing is happening because of the existence of a person and the existence of an event. Mm-hmm. So if you ever tell me that Santa Claus isn't real, you're a liar. <laughs> That's right. He will call you to your face. You're a liar. You're a liar. Because it's happening. Liar, liar, pants on fire. And I don't, I don't care about the mechanics of it. I don't care yeah. about if it happens by reindeer. I don't know. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. That's what I choose to believe because that's the stories I've been told. Yeah. If it happens on a spaceship, if it happens by, by, by holographic, yeah, I, don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Teleportation. I don't know and I don't care. All I care about All is... All I care about is it keeps happening. Yeah. yeah. Every year. Yeah. Without fail. Yeah. Yeah. Every year. Yeah. And there's this unbelievable feeling that you get. You know, it's illustrated in, in, in The Grinch. That um, even on Christmas mornings, you know, where the Grinch is like, I'm going to make all these people wake up without their gifts and without their presents and all that stuff. The spirit is undefeatable. You can't stop it. It's literally something that if you were to wake up and you didn't have a doggone thing, everybody on Christmas morning feels this sense of togetherness and like we just want to help each other and put aside our differences. And never before has there been a more important time and right now, for us to put aside our differences and just say, Merry Christmas. And those, Happy holidays. those who's saying anyway. Yeah. And what happened to the Grinch? His heart grew 10 times or something. Three sizes. <laughs> three sizes. Three <laughs> yes. sizes. Yeah, three sizes. Because he heard them all singing and being happy together, even though they didn't have gifts, because they felt that spirit that's been around for and as on that long day, as we can. On that day, it was the Grinch who brought them their presents. That's right. Because that was how it worked. It wasn't Santa that day because yeah. the presents that Santa left were stolen. By a Grinch. That day, the presents were given by the Grinch, yeah. but the presents arrived. Yeah, they did. They got there anyway. So that is the origin story of Santa Claus. Santa Claus. <laughs> Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. Santa Claus. So that has been so fun. Did you learn a bunch of stuff about the history I of did. Uh, Santa? That was beautiful. Do you hear the bell? Yeah. I hear the bell. Well, I always heard the bell. Yeah, I yeah, did. Yeah, I yeah. did. Of course I, know, I, knew, I love Christmas. Yeah. I knew we were a bunch of bell hearers. Yeah, of course Just we are. It's a group hearers. of bell hearers. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. That's it. There's, uh, you know, there's a, obviously there's tons more history around this that we could get into, but we figured that's a nice little glimpse. Um, so with that... We have been your beacon of light in a gloomy environment. Jacob's brain is constantly rebuilding itself. Don't be environmentally gimmicky. This guy's got bubbles. And featuring Todd Watersocks. Take the W and get on with it. Uh, We assume on this show... Ghosts are sexy. (laughs) Beavers are great. (laughs) We know microns. Yeah! I know those last ones are rough equivalent, probably, but we did it. 
Oh. It, is there another one? Do we miss one? No, oh, because remember, yes, yes. we're, okay. we're banking, so we... Well, that hasn't happened yet. Yes, that uh, hasn't happened uh, yet. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> see how we play with time? Play with time, yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah, this will happen. This happens before... Before that happens. That one happens, yes. Well, there was two. That's why I'm like... Yes. Oh, of course. Of course yes. you're confused. We've been doing so many podcasts, you wouldn't even be able to know which day it is. Yes. For Pete's sake. Yeah. So, but before we leave, Veronica, what would you like to say? Have a jolly time. Yeah. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast. It's the Bio Friendly Podcast.